to the Board Shorts podcast, sharing musings on life in the boardroom in 30 minutes or less. This is episode two, and today I will be talking about increasing board diversity. My name is Lisa Cook, and I'm the founder and managing director of Get On Board Australia, an online resource for new and aspiring company directors and board members. We deliver information, tools, and education to help you survive and thrive in the boardroom. You can find us at getonboardaustralia.com.au. As I said, today I'll be talking about board diversity. Now, earlier in March, we celebrated International Women's Day. So there has been a lot of conversation around women and in our space, women in the boardroom. I shared my thoughts on diversity in the boardroom through a couple of blog posts on the Get On Board website, which I'll also link to in the show notes. Uh, And from those, you'll pick up that I do believe very strongly that board diversity is something that we should all be striving to achieve. Uh, There's no doubt that it makes for a much more interesting and rewarding board experience, uh, but also could have improved outcomes for the organisation as well. So today I will share some thoughts about how your board could go about increasing its diversity and how you, if you're an aspiring board member, can take advantage of the opening up of the boardroom. Now, what do I mean by diversity? Well, in a nutshell, I like to think I take a broad view of board diversity. I think that true diversity cannot and should not stop at gender alone. This world is made up of more than just men and women, and particularly now with the definition of gender itself becoming more fluid. Uh, But if we want to think about what makes up a diverse person, a great place to sort of cast our mind to is the anti-discrimination laws that we have here in Australia, because they point to a whole range of characteristics that can be used to define or discriminate against someone. So those things include race, skin colour, religion, political opinion, national extraction, social origin, age, medical history, criminal record, marital status, impairment, disability, nationality, sexual preference and trade union activity, just to name a few. Now, why do I take this approach and view of diversity? Basically, it's, it's one thing. And that's that it's reflective of the community in which businesses operate in these days. Rarely is an organisation ever serving one audience or one demographic. Even if you're in a business-to-business focused organisation, at the end of the day you're dealing with people and people are diverse. So your community in which the business operates is diverse, your stakeholders are diverse, and chances are your employee body, so all the people working in your organisation, are diverse as well. So think about it from their perspective, what do they see when they look up to the highest level of the organisation. Now why would you have diversity on a board 
or in any team or group for that matter. Well, there's a handful of things that looking at all the research uh, that diversity can bring into a boardroom uh, or into a group specifically. Certainly it helps to reduce groupthink, uh, which is where everyone in the group starts thinking the same way and having the same opinion and approaching issues and problems and challenges all in the same way. Uh, so that is classified as groupthink and having a whole range of different people in that group can help reduce that uh, bias. And speaking of biases, having a diverse group helps to reduce those biases. So we all have conscious and unconscious uh, biases that come into our decision making and how we form opinions and having a diverse group helps to break down some of those biases. Um, Diverse groups produce new and different ideas and approaches to problem solving. Actually, some research also pointed to diversity on a board actually influencing and lifting the performance of the other board members as well. So more diverse boards, the higher the other members of the board perform as well. Diverse boards help create a selection process for new directors that's more reliant on the candidates' qualifications and capabilities rather than, say, who they know or what sort of school they went to, etc. Diversity can also lead to better organisational performance and stakeholder relations. So what does all this mean for boards? How can you, if you're on a board, how can your board become more diverse? It's actually not that difficult. Not easy, but it's not difficult. The first thing you should always start with is a skills audit, which produces a skills matrix of the existing skills, ability, and diversity factors of the existing board members. And what you wanna do is Look at that document in combination with the organization's strategic plan. So what does the organization need over the short to medium term? Where is it lacking in those spaces based on the feedback that you've got in your skills audit and now demonstrated through your skills matrix? And that'll help you start to formulate a picture in your mind about what is needed on the board in the short to medium term. And that'll help you put together uh, your recruitment process plan around that. I will share a link to a skills audit survey that I've set up on SurveyMonkey that you could check out and also share a skills matrix uh, template that you can use to show the information that you get back from the audit in the show notes below. Now, the board has to view diversity beyond just gender. In Australia, we tend to focus the board diversity conversation around gender. In the US, from my readings, I've noticed that they tend to introduce more cultural factors as well. Uh, this could be because the US is far larger than Australia population-wise and they tend to have many, many more culturally diverse people 
in the workplace and people getting up to the right levels in organisations that make them suitable board candidates. So we need to start thinking of diversity a little bit more broader. We need to be prepared to seek directors beyond the personal networks of the existing board members. And I like to call this deepening the candidate pool. We're very good on boards at bringing in new board members who's a friend of a friend or a colleague of one of the board members or something like that, which I really don't have a huge problem with, provided that they are meeting the needs of the organisation uh, that you would have determined through your analysis of the board through the skills audit and of the strategic plan looking at the short to medium term but it's worthwhile to start looking beyond that usual network to try and tap into those sources where you will find diversity from those candidates. It's worthwhile to go on to create a position description that spells out the skills required, the duties and responsibilities that go with the role and a realistic assessment of the time involved. This is with any board position. You need to be honest about any commitments such as sitting on committees, raising funds and hands-on in involvement with the organisation. It's not just worth bringing in a director because they're diverse and you can tick a box, but they also need to be able to function as a board member and company director and part of the organisation. Now to start casting that net a little bit wider, you probably want to put this position description on the organisation's website with some information around your application process and how that person can reach out to you and, and register their interest for that role. Then go a little bit further and start sharing that information on the various social media channels of the organisation uh, and of the board members that are existing. And also think about posting it up onto uh, some job search websites that are, offer a service for free job listings for not-for-profits and charitable organisations. And that's just another avenue to reach out to a wider audience. Uh, if you want to go a little bit deeper and you've got some cash to throw behind that, you might want to think about engaging a recruitment firm to undertake that candidate search as well. As a board, you, you also need to be open to appointing first-time directors. Uh, you don't want everyone on the board to be baby directors and, and fresh onto boards, but you do perhaps want to bring in one or two new faces into the boardroom that don't have any prior board experience. They're generally no less capable. It's a great learning experience for them and it's a great opportunity for the existing board members to hear hear that fresh thinking coming from someone who's not familiar with the organisation. They get to ask those great questions about why things are done certain ways and hopefully you don't answer. That's always been the way we've done it around here. So they're great to bring in for that purposes and be open to it, but still hold them to the same standards that everyone else has. And of course, for all of this to happen, the board needs to discuss as a group how they can become more effective as a team. And this helps to indicate the type of temperaments and personalities that would work well with the existing directors as well. Uh, you need to encourage director refreshment. So that means 
not staying around for too long. Don't stick there past your use-by date. Uh, really encourage refreshment on the board. A lot of organizations have maximum uh, term limits for directors. I really encourage this and that helps you to become uh, a little bit more proactive in your succession planning so that it all kind of works together. And on top of that, you might think about setting some diversity goals as well to have something that you can work towards. There's probably across some different industries, I'm aware that uh, sports is one that does this, is that they sometimes set some um, enforced goals from governing organizations. Um, in the sports world, they have mandatory sport governance principles and those touch on some diversity factors, mainly around um, gender balance on boards, but it is uh, starting the conversation, that's for sure. So what does all this mean for an aspiring director? How can you take advantage of the opening up of the boardroom? Well, don't think that you don't fit the stereotypical board member anymore. It doesn't exist, which is fantastic. Your uniqueness, that point of difference, is now a strength and you should definitely use that to your advantage. You're starting to see an increased chance of you joining a board if you bring a demonstrated point of difference that is relevant and can benefit the organization. So do your research, highlight that point of difference, highlight that uniqueness in your approach when you uh, register your interest in joining the board. So that's probably through your cover letter or your board resume. More board positions will become available. I think as the, as the refreshment of boards happens and the sophistication of how they run increases, then those board opportunities will come up more often, which is great for you. There's more opportunity, which also means you have to put yourself out there more. Get out there and network. Like I said, networks still exist for the boardroom. Um, it's not going to go away. They might just be used slightly differently, especially if you can network and demonstrate that point of difference that you have that can benefit boards. You certainly need to be sharing that with the right people. And you still need to understand your role duties and responsibilities. You can't hang your hat on your diversity alone because you still have the same requirements and responsibilities as all the other members on that board. So there you have it. Those are my thoughts on how boards can go about increasing their diversity and also how you as an aspiring board member can take advantage of the opening up of the boardroom. Thank you for listening. Before I head off, be sure to check out our new online course, Boardroom Bootcamp. It's an introductory course teaching you everything you need to know and everything you should know about being on a board. It's flexible, comprehensive and affordable and will help you to stand out from the board pack and improve your directorship capabilities and boardroom confidence. I'd love to have you along in the June class. We're now accepting enrollments. Visit boardroombootcamp.com.au and you'll find all of the course information and enrollment links there. Thanks again. See you next month.
Thank you.